What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got? It's no secret, I am a huge Disney person. I told you guys the trams are coming back and I don't have to walk that half a mile starting tomorrow. <laughs> now, they also really announced today, actually, that their Main Street Electrical Parade and their Disneyland Forever fireworks are returning April 22nd. That's in two months. Exactly two months. I may say the parades are cool, but that's when I take advantage and I try to go on all the rides because everyone's stuck, you know, watching the parade. So if that's your thing. They are starting back April 22nd. The one that I'm really excited for, actually, is the uh, World of Colors. I love that. Like, I love just sitting down and seeing all the colors change and how it makes this beautiful picture happen at Disneyland California Adventure. So I'm excited for that one. But if you're a fan of the Fantasmic one, they're actually trying to bring it back May 28th. But if you want more information on any of the parades or anything from Disney, you can always go to DisneyParks.com. Okay. Cool. Sounds Gosh, good. That I haven't is- been to Disney in so long. George, you were just there recently, right? I was, yes. Lori, you're there like once a week. Uh, once a month, maybe. Okay. <laughs> and then, Linz, how about you? When was the last time you were at Disneyland? Oh, I went like two weeks ago. Yeah, wow. I saw it on her Instagram, yeah. Gosh, I got to go. I haven't been there in so long. Yeah. And Lindsay told me, um, she's like, hey, I'm going to help you get into the, like, the ESPN Disney portal. I did and figure send out- an email to the boss and said... I need, a, I need Cap's email. And she said, well, if he's never logged into it, he probably doesn't have one anymore, so let me work on that. So you know what I did this week, Lindsay? You'd be what very you proud of me. This is one of those things, George, where I feel like I accomplished something. I actually got on the phone, called the number, went through all the prompts, got a human being on the phone, and spoke to, like, Disney HR, yeah. got my, like, employee number, something I've never had before, <laughs> found out how to, like, set a password, something yeah. I'd never done before. Like, I, people say to me, like, well, you work for Disney. Don't you have all these things? I'm like, I do, but I don't know how to use any of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to. Now I know my number. I can't believe I, you didn't my, even know your number, bro. No, did not know. <laughs> had no idea. Zippo. <laughs> but when else would, like, like when, when would they ever ask you for that, though, you know? You know, like, along the way, I've been, like, I've needed something from, like, Disney HR, things that any employee can log in and get. But, of course, I don't have any of my numbers, so I have to call or email somebody. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, I don't know my stuff, but could you help me out here by sending me this? And then another human being on the other end of the email is like, yeah, hey, no problem, here you go. So I've just never dealt with the portal. So now I'm, I'm going to Disneyland, baby. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Can someone show me how to figure this out? I tried, out but you know, you didn't have an email. So no, I got it I see, now. Okay, then I got you. Yeah, I'm all yeah. good now. I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you can, you don't have to walk that half a mile either. You'll be on the tram. I want the half a mile walk. Now you're not going to be able to do it because you know, you can, you can You can do it. I mean, everyone's been doing it for the past two years. It's not a big deal. No, no, no. But you're not going to be able to physically walk through there because the trams are going there. So, oh. yeah, you're not going to be able to do that walk. So they're making people take the tram. You no longer have any option to walk. No, unless you're doing it through downtown Disney, and you, but you can't. Oh, yeah, you that's not park. bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because there's no way they're going to let you walk where all the trams are going. That's like a security thing and safety issue. Yeah, right, liability. Mm-hmm. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, all right, so let me ask you this question. Who is more important to this relationship right now? The Lakers? Or LeBron? I, is the question basically you were asking me about 20 minutes ago before we did uh, pretty much a whole segment on Margaritas. Yeah, it was, a good, um, it was a good segment too. It was worthwhile. And now, J. Will today on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max mm-hmm. 
felt one way and Keyshawn felt another way. And I, I want to hear their discussion because I think it could help us have ours. So let me hear what those guys had to say, which you can hear each and every day from 6 to 10 in the morning here on this station. Go ahead. Who's the most powerful agent in the game of basketball right now, Key? Rich Paul. Okay. So when you see the way Rich Paul continues to scale his business, it's going to be a business that's going to be around for a long time. Absolutely, so, so with how, players. <laughs> yes, with great players. So how you play this relationship can also depend upon, look, you can't turn down players from making huge deals, but you can deflect players and say, I don't know if this organization is the right organization for my I don't, players moving in. But the see, the only, the only problem that I have with that, though, Jay, it's the Lakers. It's the Lakers. Yes, You know how many people saying. would get in the ears of those players and tell them, man, what you mean you're not going to play for the Lakers because your agent has an issue with the front office? It's a little but, bit but, different. Okay. So who, who who's more important to this relationship? LeBron and Rich Paul clutch that in his agency, Rich Paul's agency, or the Lakers brand? Which is more important to the relationship at the moment, Captain? Okay, you just you just said at the moment. Yeah, and even moving, even potentially, you know, in the near future, right? In the in the next several years, let's call it. You know, George, I, I really, I got to go on the side of the Lakers over the side of LeBron and Clutch Sports. Why is that? Look, the Lakers have been around long before LeBron James, mm-hmm. and they organizationally are going to be around a long time after LeBron James's playing career is over. No and question. Here's the thing. I don't know this as a fact, but I'm just going to take a guess here. Right. But when LeBron is not playing anymore, does that mean that every player is going to want to be repped by Clutch Sports? Or are guys more inclined now to be repped by Clutch because it's LeBron's agency? Will it well, no, I think the they've same? proven. I, I think Rich Paul has proven his worth as an agent. <laughs> Perhaps I mean, he has, but, but I mean, he just got Ben Simmons out of it. He has a four-year deal and got him traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Like I, I'm pretty sure he's really good at his job. I'm not suggesting that he's not. He could be the best that there ever was. Perhaps he is. But you know, there have been other in other sports and including in the NBA, there have been times where this particular agent is the go-to person. Okay, I think back in the old days of David Falk. You know, he was the guy. He had a lot of control, a different era of basketball, but still, in football, the same could be said for a guy like at one point, Lee Steinberg, had every starting superstar quarterback. But just like teams ebb and flow, I believe agents ebb and flow as well. Sometimes you're hot as can be, and 10 years later, you may not be. There may be somebody else. I mean, listen, eventually there will be someone else that will be the leading agent, but Rich Paul is a young person. Let's start there. Whereas David Falk was not. Um, Lee Steinberg was not. Um, And I think that that, first of all, those businesses resonate differently, okay? Um, I think, you know, when you are a young person who can relate, let's start there, right? And you have a bunch of young agents, which they do, um, I, I think that changes the equation. Clutch Sports is, I mean, Rich Paul is the main um, agent. He is the person in charge. He's the president of the corporation. But they have a lot of really good agents who are young. Um, for example, um, they have a guy named Omar Wilkes um, who brought them Trey Young, right? He represented Trey Young at another place. He came to Clutch Sports, brought his clients, including Trey Young, who's one of the most, you know, he's one of the great young basketball players they have in the sport at the moment. Um, so I, I would I would venture to say to you that, well, yes, eventually, of course, someone will supplant them as the agency, you know, du jour. 
Uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Here's what so, I would also so then, say. So what are you saying then? Are you saying that, that the I'm La- saying that the Lakers brand, albeit the you know, the crown jewel of the NBA, you kind of alluded to it earlier. LeBron saved them. And here's what I would say. Prior to LeBron coming here, they struggled to get anyone to play here at the end of Kobe's tenure. Okay? Struggled mightily. Okay. Dwight Howard left. They couldn't get LaMarcus Aldridge. They couldn't get Carmelo Anthony. I mean, Kevin Durant wouldn't even take a meeting with them, right? Like, I mean, LeBron in 2016, right? Like, you know, like they there were certain rooms they couldn't get in, okay? And I, I think that that isn't that far in the past to remember the struggles that they had. Now, look, is Rob Palinka better suited to handle that than perhaps Mitch Kupchak was? Maybe. But I'll tell you this, Mitch Kupchik's built a nice young roster over there in Charlotte. So this notion that Mitch Kupchik was washed may have been a little oh they may have been those comments may have been a little uh out of place is what we'll say. I I'll try to be kind about it. So but, but what are you getting at though? So here's the LeBron brand. What I'm over saying here. is the Lakers struggled to get players before LeBron. Okay, so so going forward, it. so going forward if LeBron were to leave, and if if Clutch Sports has a real problem with the Lakers front office, and because they have so many young, star-talented players, you're saying that they will keep they won't do business transactions and they won't send their players to the Lakers organization. No, I'm not saying that. Why I'm are you under- saying that? Well, I'm trying to understand because here's the thing. I don't have the intimate knowledge of Rich Paul and Clutch Sports and who they represent and all the young agents that they have. I don't. I'm, I'm willing to acknowledge that. But what I'm, what I'm trying to figure out here is this. If you're the Lakers, are you and, and you're the Lakers front office, are you trying to regain control of your franchise because you felt like you gave it away to LeBron? Is that what's going on here? And if, if that is what's going on here... Are you saying that they need to be very worried about their future? Who who's are you asking me that now? Yeah, I'm giving I'm asking your opinion on it. Okay, because you I, I didn't I don't understand like you went into a different tangent and then you came back. I didn't know if you were coming back to me. Yes, they need to be worried because I, we don't know what they're capable of doing. And again, it was pre Rob, but like this franchise, be, even being the crown jewel of the NBA, struggled to get guys to commit to playing here at the end of Kobe Bryant's career. That's not a small thing. So if Clutch Sports, and let's just call it LeBron for right now, if LeBron is upset with Rob Palenka, if LeBron decides you know he's not going to sign another extension with the Lakers, we're, we should be all worried then that the Lakers go back to being who they were in between Kobe and LeBron, in between Kobe's great days, his last championship, and LeBron. The, the Lakers are going to go back to being great franchise, histor- historically great brand, but laughing stock franchise. No, I don't, not laughing stock. They, ha- they would have clearly, post LeBron, the likelihood, okay, whenever that ends, whether it's in 2023, whether it ends tomorrow, whether it ends in three or four years, whenever it ends, there's going to be a rebuilding process, Mm -hmm. okay? Okay? And when the Lakers went through that rebuilding process, I know fans like to point to, well, look at all those young players we had. 
Okay. Let's look at all those young players you had. D'Angelo Russell. He's a good player. I don't know if he's a great player. Brandon Ingram. He's a good player. I don't know if he's a great player. Lonzo Ball. He's a good player. Don't think he's a great player. He's a really good player, though. But what I'm saying is, yes, they will... They, they, they're not guaranteed to be back in the discussion of being a contender year in and year out. Now, the season has gone awry this year, but at the beginning of the season, we looked at it and said, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and whatever else they have, that's a title contender. And next year when they do the reboot, which I'm assuming they will, probably without Russell Westbrook. If they don't move Russell Westbrook, then they're going to have problems. But if they do... And, they're, and they use those picks that they have, 27 and 29, then, and they can get somebody, then they will also still be a championship contender. But post-LeBron, there's going to be a, a stretch where they're probably not going to be. So that's why I'm saying right now in the near future, the more important brand is the Clutch Sports brand because people are still willing to play with LeBron. Wow, the agency's brand is bigger than the team's brand. Is is LeBron and Clutch Sports are they bigger than the NBA? No, dude. No, don't don't be ridiculous. Okay, good. I'm glad you 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 say that because it it actually amazes me that there's so much power that LeBron and Rich Paul have, and to the point where you're saying that you think the LeBron brand is bigger or more important right now than the Laker brand. I would pose no, no, this no, no. whole. I don't. I don't think it's bigger. I think at the moment it is the more important brand to their success. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like there's like a whole other conversation about to happen, which is, you know, if you're a Laker fan. Okay, save that conversation for the other side. All How right. about that? All right. Let's so keep write it down so you don't forget. I'm not write down to. whatever you want to ask me next. Mm. And we're gonna do that next. Plus, continue our fun with National Margarita Day. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ah, yes. There's your boy, Cap. You believe in miracles. Yes! It is hard to believe that Al Michaels called that game 42 years ago, and he's still at the absolute top of the profession and moving on to, apparently, according to the reports, a, a new digital platform to call NFL football games. 42 years Al Michaels has been a part of your sporting life. And yeah. it's longer than 42 years. It's just that seminal moment in U.S. Olympic history. He has been the soundtrack um, of many things in my youth growing up through adulthood. Uh, certainly, I, you know, I equate him with any big football game for sure. Uncle Big Al, I know you're cruising around this afternoon. You're tuning in to Sedano and Cap on 710. We appreciate that. We love you. You hear the way I like I have to like like schmaltzy it up there. You know what I'm saying? We love you. You're the greatest. You're so wonderful. We got to get Al on the show. I mean, you've been saying it forever. Just get it done. I would love to do it. Lindsay doesn't want him on the show though. 
No, no, I never said that. I just said, you know, what are you going to ask him? We, we need to make sure that we have like, you know, something different because I, I just thought that like Super Bowl week, I feel like everyone's asking him ask about you the, the same, same stuff and it's right. just not yeah. very like fun. I feel like yeah. if we can find a unique way, and, you know, and, yeah, you, and you can't rip off the Howard Stern interview. Like you can't just ask the same question Stern already asked him. Can you curse like Stern did? No, but I'm just no. saying you can't just ask. I mean, those same you can, but you won't have a job anymore, right? Right, right, right. I guess That's not. I won't, need that, you won't need, I won't need you that won't portal. Need that, that email and password <laughs> and portal and all that stuff. Right now. <laughs> won't need my employee ID number anymore. Yeah, it'll just be Sedano and and uh, and, and, and friends. The ladies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I didn't hear the Stern interview. I know that he was on, but I didn't hear Al Michaels on Stern. So yeah, I don't know anything about it. I really? mean, I know he was on. Yeah, I didn't hear it. Huh. I saw like probably a 30 second clip on Instagram, maybe. But that's kind of it, you know. Do you believe in miracles? Yes, Uncle Big Al, we do. We saw it. We lived it. U.S. play hockey this year in the Winter Olympics, George? I know you were watching it intently. No, I don't watch. And clearly nobody else was watching either based on the numbers. So anyhow. um, All right, so what what was it you are going to ask me? Did you write it down? Well, here's the thing. Let's let's do this. Let's have this conversation. Okay. If you're a Laker fan right now, and you understand that LeBron is upset with the front office, perturbed, annoyed, angry, however you want to describe it, okay? And you think that there's a potential divorce that's, that's on the horizon. And if LeBron doesn't get his way, as our guest said the other day, hey, buckle up because this thing's about to get real, real ugly. Here's my question for everybody. I'll make it real simple. Whose side are you on here? I mean, are you a Lakers fan or are you a LeBron fan? You can be both, but long-term, are you concerned about the Lakers or are you concerned about LeBron? Me? I, my side is on the Lakers side. Yeah, but that's too simplistic is what I would say. Like, it's not that simple. Um, of course, you're you ha- Lake. Oh, hold on. Stop. Stop. You're getting all worked up. Relax. Right, well, yeah, let me take a breath here. Hold on. Chill out for a second. <sighs> okay, good. Um, I'm good. It, it, you're... Of course, you're going to be a Lakers fan first because your fandom goes back way longer. But what I would say to you is that's not the same conversation we were just having. And that's like an irrational way to look at it. You have to look at it. I know that it's hard to be rational when it comes to fandom and your team. But if you're being honest with yourself, right now, the next several years or year and change or couple of years, whatever you want to call it, it's more important that LeBron is still a part of this. Because the day he's not, it's going to be a rebuild after that to some extent. Like the, but, and, and but it's going to happen. Long. But, but it is going to happen. There there will be Laker life after LeBron James. Sure, but it's not going to be an easy one, at least early on. Not that this one's been easy. This right, well, that's year. what I was going to get at. I mean, okay, this but is a that, team that's sub-500. I, I get it, but that this team has also had, like, you know, some really, really bad luck, too. Like, I'm not, I'm not just dismissing that part of it. I guess when you asked the question, though, earlier, which brand is the more important at the moment? The LeBron Correct. brand, because it comes with so much behind it. You, you, know, you bring up the clutch sports angle of it all and how powerful clutch sports is, how many great superstar players they represent, etc. And if there's a real issue between the agency and the front office of the Lakers based on what's going on here right now, which is the Lakers potentially regaining control of their franchise because they're thinking about the long term you know that that's a complex conversation you're right i've tried to simplify it which is right you're basically like 
Are you a Laker fan or are you a LeBron fan? Pick a side. No, that's well, not what this is. I know, but it's it, we do have to acknowledge that there will be Laker life after LeBron, and it's yes, probably going to hurt. Cap, there will be life on this station after you and I are gone, too. No, no I don't believe that to be true, George. In and fact, Mason in Ireland fact, and Travis and Sliwa no. and all of us. Yes, no, that, we leave, well, that's we life. Leave, this place crumbles, man. It's over. It's done. No, it's, it's done. Happening. We take it down yeah. with us, man. Yeah, yeah. No, we burn it reality. to the ground. Yes, I get that. That's thank you. There's life after someone is gone. Yes, we understand that. What is the what's the next point? Well, I guess what I'm trying to say to you is is that I we and we talked about this yesterday. By telling LeBron James, we're not making a trade at the trade deadline. We're not giving away draft picks in years where you'll be sitting on a beach in retirement somewhere while the rest of us are going to be sitting here, you know, uh, looking at, at a team that, that we have nothing. We have no assets of any kind. We have no draft picks. We got nothing here because we went all in on LeBron. And I think that Jeannie, Rob, and the Rambuses, I always have to put them as a foursome, I think the four of them got together before the trade deadline and said, hey, guys, are we giving up our franchise to everything LeBron wants or are we taking control of our franchise because the job has been completed? Anything beyond the one championship that we've already won with LeBron, it's gravy, especially given where the team is this year. I'm, I'm starting to think that the, the Laker front office... So you're telling me... Yeah, okay, go ahead. You're telling me yeah. that the Los Angeles Lakers, who are tied for the most championships in... NBA history with an owner who's the first woman owner to win a championship whose father taught her everything she knows and all he was about was winning championships and you have a front office that consists of an agent who was the agent for arguably your most important player in the history of your franchise who only solely focused on everything he could to win basketball games and win championships. You're telling me they're satisfied with one championship? I find that hard to believe. I'm telling you that that group of people that you've just described is is looking at their, their franchise and they're saying, guys, we all wanted to be all-in Ram style this year. And we went all in because we gave Russell Westbrook $44 million, and it's been well documented um, how money could have been distributed and how role players could have still been on this team and how different this I team mean, look, might have been. I mean, look, you could have had DeMar DeRozan. I'm pretty sure LeBron would have taken DeMar DeRozan, but perhaps they didn't want to give him the three-year deal that Chicago gave him. Perhaps. But what I'm saying to you is, is that there, I'm starting to think this out now, that maybe the Lakers front office is saying, look, we got him. It changed the trajectory of our franchise. We were downtrodden. We won a championship. That's great news. Anthony Davis is always hurt. LeBron is getting older. LeBron is starting to, you know, and I'm using this in quotes, threaten us publicly. Like if he doesn't get what he wants, maybe he'll be out of here. Maybe he'll go back to Cleveland. Maybe the, maybe the Lakers front office is starting to think to themselves, we sold out to LeBron. He delivered a championship. This isn't going to go on much longer. Let's start regaining control of our franchise. I'm, I'm, fear, I'm, I'm hypothesizing, but I, I'm And I'm regaining start- control of your franchise would mean what? It Answer that mean- question on, on, when we're done with Radio Tinder. All right. Tinder. All right. Okay? I'll tell you. Yeah. Write that down. I am. I'm writing regaining it down on my notes. Regaining control of your franchise would mean what exactly? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Have that. You wrote it down? I got it. I, and now the question is, can I read my handwriting? That's a different story. 
Escríbelo. Okay. Radio Tinder, up in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so you guys might be pleased to hear that the first flameless cremation facility for humans in the state of California is now open. It's called White Rose Aqua Cremation in Escondido, and it offers a completely water-based, eco-friendly end of life. This method saves 90% more energy than flame-based cremation, and it prevents fossil fuel and greenhouse gas emissions. My question is, do you guys care about being eco-friendly when it comes to what your loved ones do with you when you're dead? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe left. I hope I'm swiping the right direction. I do not care, you know, but I also don't want to be cremated, so... But I don't care about the whole. My fossil parents fuel both thing. wanted to be cremated. My dad was, and my mom wants to as well. I don't care. I told my wife, "Yeah, like I'm good with like being cremated." And she's like, "No, you're putting me in the ground somewhere." I'm like, "Okay, I guess." Yeah, there's a difference between visiting somebody's gravesite at a cemetery versus having an urn over your fireplace. No, you can put an urn in the mausoleum too. You can buy a little, small, little like like you know thing in the wall. Yeah, at that point, I'd rather just have it at my house, I guess. I don't have to go to the cemetery. I hate going to a cemetery to visit my grandparents or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a weird, it's a weird thing that people need to be worried about being eco-friendly. I can understand, like, the overall thing, but, like, me personally, I don't care what happens, like, to, to me. Like, once I'm gone, like, the environment, you know, like, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird concept. Anyway, speaking of weird, a 33-year-old woman was scammed out of almost her entire life savings after her online boyfriend convinced her to invest in cryptocurrencies so she matched with this guy on the dating app hinge and after talking for four months they talked about getting married you know despite never meeting in person well during a conversation about their future plans the man brought up his investments in crypto and talked her into quote investing three hundred thousand dollars in bitcoin to a wallet that turned out to be her boyfriend's mm. Well, crypto crimes have increased by nearly 80% in the past year, with dating-related scams being a big part of it. Do you guys know anyone who's been swindled by either a dating or crypto scammer? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I have not. I'm swiping left. I don't. And I, I mean, I deal with a lot of crypto people, but I, I've never, I mean, I've read some of these things in the past, but I don't know anyone particularly that's encountered it. No. Yeah, I'm also going to have to swipe left here. I don't know anybody that's been swindled in the crypto world, but... There are a lot of weird things that do happen on social media where people get talked into stuff that you're like, how'd you get talked into that? But people are looking for love, man. You know, it's funny during a our promotions meeting today, Mark Cates was on it. Uh, and he, he said briefly, he told the story about a woman that he knows one of his friends who was contacted by the quote electric company and said that her bill was way past due and that she needed to put $3,000 into a Bitcoin ATM or they were going to shut off her electricity. And she fell for it. Wow. That sucks. As if like the electric company would ever ask you to deposit money into a Bitcoin ATM, you know? 
Mm. Yeah. I know. I recently on Instagram, I saw a friend of mine's kid and he tells this story on Instagram. Hey, I invested $500 and I got back $10,000. So I DM'd him. I'm like, are you really putting this out there? And he's been writing me back. Dude, you got to do this. Dude, you got to do this. So I contacted my buddy. I go, is your son, like, is his account hacked? Turns out it was. But yeah, oh. that's what, it's happening out there. You guys haven't seen the Tinder swindler, swindler yet, right? No, my wife has. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You, said she, you guys need to watch that because that's crazy. Hmm. I wanted to talk about it, but since you guys haven't seen it. What is it, a movie or something? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's about yeah. this guy who, who swindled a bunch of women out of, like, a lot of money that he met on, on Tinder. It's pretty Damn. crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, speaking of relationships, a man is wondering if he shouldn't have chosen the gym over his girlfriend and her daughter, and he asked Reddit's Am I the A-hole for some help. He said that their relationship issues began to arise when his girlfriend thought that he cared more about working out than her, and so she asked him to cut back on his time at the gym. Well, in return, he just decided to dump her. So the guy wants to know, is he an a-hole for breaking up with a girl who asked to spend more time with her and less time at the gym? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe right. Again, I hope I'm swiping the right way. I don't think he's the a-hole here. You know, guy loves working out. Guy likes keeping himself in really good shape. Guy likes what he looks like when he works out. And she wants more time. I understand wanting more time, but... Find it somewhere else. That's his passion. He likes working out. Uh, how much time is he spending working out and not with her is my question. Do we know? He said, he said a couple hours a day every day. I mean, a cu- what's a couple? I mean, is it two hours as in a couple of hours? Or I would is imagine it, like, it has to be excessive for her to, like, get mad about it. Because, right? look, like, I mean, uh, two hours if you're doing, like, let's say you're doing, like, cardio and lifting. Like, that's, that's reasonable. But I, I feel like if you're spending more than two hours at the gym every day, like, bro, that's a lot, you know? So yeah. I could under I, to me it would determine my answer would determine be determined based on like how long we're talking about anything more than two I am swiping right she's got the point uh, anything uh, under un, un, two or under I would swipe left I think the I, biggest I, the biggest issue was like she said she, he'd come home from work change and then go right to the gym and then by the time he got back she was already in bed. So oh. if you did that like every night of the week, I guess I can understand. Right? Yeah, look, dude, if she's already if she's already in bed, bro, that's a bad sign. Yeah, maybe he should change what time of the day he works out. But I will tell you guys this: there's no doubt, and I have to admit it, I, I do. Um, when I was training to do Ironman, that that definitely hurt my marriage to the point where that's what ultimately you know created the divorce. I mean, I was training. Wait, that is the ultimate thing. Like that was the cherry on top. Well, there's a lot more to it. I was going to say, there's probably more but, to it than but that. But I will say this, though. When you're training like six hours a day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're not around at all to help with the kids or help with the house or and you're and everything is like, well, I'm just yeah. training. It, it, it pisses your wife off, or in this case, your girlfriend. Wait, yeah. does training for an Ironman require six hours a day training, really? It, it well, you're really, running a lot. It yeah. really does. I Biking mean, you, a you lot know, and swimming a lot, yeah. Yeah, you know, if you go swim, call it 3,000 yards, that could take you an hour and change. Then you change your gear, you go out for a bike ride 50, 60 miles, that's three, four hours. Come back, you know, go for a six to 10 mile run. I mean, that's an hour. I mean, literally, it could be six hours a day. It's a full time job training for yeah. an Ironman. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you're trying to keep this relationship with Rachel going, I would not advise you. No more Iron Man. Yeah, Iron my Man. Iron Man yeah. days are over. Yeah. 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 I mean, she All complains right. that you're doing the show for too long, for God's sake. Right. She hates the yeah, time of the job. show. She right. hates it. She's like four to seven. Really? Can't we move it to like three to six? Yeah. I mean, Mason and Ireland would totally be okay moving it from uh, three <laughs> to six. That means they don't have to do two hours. But. Uh, 
you know, whatever. All right, what's next, Linz? All right, last one. So the post-game kerfuffle between Michigan coach Juwan Howard and Wisconsin head coach Greg Gard has led to some interesting conversations with, like, talking heads in the media world about sportsmanship. One of those conversations is that they should stop the post-game handshake lines to avoid these altercations. Yeah, Izzo, right, said that? Yes. Well, no, no, no. That's that's what other people are saying, but Izzo was asked about it. He was asked about it during – Yes, Michigan State head coach Thomas Izzo was asked about it during post-game yesterday, and here's how he responded. So, simple question here. Do you guys agree with Tom Izzo? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I swipe right. I completely agree with Coach Izzo. Look, you win a game, you shake hands. Congratulations. Great job, Coach. You lose a game, it's like, hey, you guys played really hard. Good luck the rest of the season. And look, emotions run high. I got it. But sportsmanship in class are two important things, and I I think that these these post game handshake lines should continue. The notion that they should not because Jawan Howard got so upset and started a melee is ridiculous to me. And I love how Tom Izzo, a Michigan State coach, goes all in on Jawan Howard, the Michigan coach. I am with I, Tom I, Izzo. I, I, well, I will swipe left, and I think that it, it. I do think you're right about it being an overreaction to this. I just don't think that. I think we should just treat it like every other sport does. There's no line. To to shake hands in col in in like power five college sports anywhere else that I can recall. I mean, baseball teams will shake hands with their teammates, but not the other team. And in football, yeah, some guys hug it out or whatever. Um, you know, but there's not like a line to shake. You know, with the other team, this isn't high school anymore. Like, you don't have to do that. I think it's kind of stupid to be honest with you. And I'm surprised that college basketball is the only place in like big time college athletics they still do it. Although I will say this, you know, I'm not the world's biggest hockey fan, but during hockey playoffs, when a series comes to an end and everybody gets in a line and shakes each other's hands, looks each other in the eye, um, I think that's a great show of sportsmanship. So I think they should continue to do it. All right. Got to learn how to win with class and lose. No, with I class. get it. You can still win and lose with class, yeah. like with class, without having to do it in a line, like we're back, like we're in elementary school. Yeah, still, that's what like if all the people that are playing in college obviously played in high school and that's where you learn things like sportsmanship and blah 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 so i feel like by the time you get to college you should already know that yeah well somebody should tell whoever you want to shake hands with and that's it see you later yeah well juan howard did not want to shake the hand of the coach from wisconsin definitely not yeah he wanted to rip his head off i mean whatever yeah and the guy who got it got smacked upside the head was the assistant coach like what did i have to do with any of this yeah well he probably he was probably a little too mouthy like you well Tell you what, maybe he should have been. Maybe he should have been prepared for hands to be thrown. There. Yeah, listen, it's like you know, I saw. I don't remember who said this on Twitter, but it was funny. And it's like you know, you open your mouth, you better be getting ready for a two piece. Pow pow, two make, piece make. and a biscuit. That's right. So, Lens, do uh, all right. Let's break. We're done. Uh, we we already ran through the time here. All right. So, Kaplan, yo, you had something to 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 add back to this conversation we were having about LeBron, right? Right. Do you remember what it is? Yep, I wrote it down. What is it? Give us, give us a tease. Oh, my God, I can't read my handwriting. Oh, right come on, today. don't be a jerky. I think it says regaining control of the Lakers. I think that's right. what it says. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, yeah. Want it to, you think the Lakers need to regain control? I think the Lakers are choosing to try to regain control. Okay, we'll tackle that on the other side. Also, I want to get into this NBA 75 rank that ESPN did, which I took a part. I, I took part in this um, because there's there's a couple of things that I have an issue with 
Um, now, granted, this is like a cumulative, not like one person did this, as I mentioned. Like, I was part of probably like 100 people that did this. So, I, I do have some issues, particularly when it comes to former Lakers. So, we'll get to that as well coming up in the next couple segments. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes on 710 ESPN. I'll see. Margarita. See. Es muy bien. Oh, you know what we should do? Tell We've me. been talking about hot spots, right? For Margaritas. Um, how about my favorite city in Downey? Where's the spot in Downey, Laura? Is it uh, Gloria's Cocina? Gloria's Cocina is good on Firestone, but I did talk about Tempo. Yeah, I love you did Tempo. Tempo Calaveras. I, Calaveras has a few spots. That one's good. Again, the food is. Mm, <laughs> but the drinks are really good. Wow. I feel really bad, but I don't, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not. No, no, keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go keep for it the it drinks. Keep it real. Keep it 100. Put a 100 emoji on it. Always. Yeah. Okay. 100. Okay. Why always you have to do that? <laughs> not 100. 100. That's the way we say it nowadays, you know? Who's we? Exactly. Who Young, is cool we? people. Young millennial types like myself, you know? Go for it, Lindsay. 100. Oh, I, I've got nothing but great things to say about you, Cap, so I won't say anything. Really? What were you going to say? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Well, what's Laura, the issue? Laura, there isn't an issue. Laura just said, go for it, Lindsay, and so I, I'm declining to comment. Oh, yeah, I just wanted you? her to say boomer. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. I like when she says it. You know, I think I tonight, I think I made a decision, though. I think rather than getting a skinny margarita on the rocks with no salt. Margarita! I may go in a different direction I don't really do this very often, but this is a special occasion. I may go with a frozen margarita. It's not something oh, I usually do. It's no. cold outside. Don't bro. do that. I, as no. a former really? bartender, that is the worst thing that you can order. Really? Like anything Gross. that requires a blender, no, don't no. do it. No, bro. Yeah, it's terrible. First of all, they ain't clean those blenders all that well. Mm-hmm. Gross. I just feel like I like the texture no, of don't do a, it. like a frozen, like a slushy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew, yeah. Ew, ew. But it, you're right. It is freezing. I mean, just go to I mean, 7-Eleven, bro, and then like put some uh, tequila, tequila in there. Yep, there you go. I don't know if that's a margarita though. Homemade. Uh, my wife, by the way, uh, sends in a uh, submission. Uh, she said that, you know, beyond Casa Vega in Sherman Oaks, um, that uh, Los Toros in uh, Chatsworth, also very good in the Valley. All right, mm-hmm. Kelly Sedano, way to be a part of the team. Appreciate so she, that. You know, she's a Valley girl. She grew up in uh, San Fernando mm-hmm. Valley. Mm-hmm. So. All right. All right, well, Laura so, said she's Toros. not a Valley girl. So I mean, we, you got. I feel like a Los Toros is, is an excellent Mexican restaurant. I mean, just the name in itself is like, oh, I want to eat there, bro. I know, but Man, if you ask Laura some, about the food, she's like, yeah. Got some good meat right there. No, 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 I've Toros. never been there, so yeah. I can't say that. It's there you go. You see, Cap, why are you putting pe- words in people's mouths, bro? Yeah, man. What, what do you mean? Why? why are you so mouthy, bro? What do you mean, mouthy? Bro? What do you mean, dude? Dude, you, yesterday you were like, don't speak for the cap. The cap only speaks for the cap. So why That's are you right. speaking for us? That's right. right. Like like when the game only speaks for the game, right. the cap only speaks for the cap. Yeah, so All don't right. speak for the Laura or anybody else. Wait, right. you're not the Laura. You're the I'm unique. I'm not, but it's you're, weird. But you're, don't, you're just don't speak for us. Yeah, you got to say you're the unique. Yeah. <laughs> you got to use um, your nickname. Okay, so what were you going to ask me about uh, Lebroncito? Okay, look, here's the thing. Lebroncito, very good, by the way. Very cute. Yeah. Listen. I'm I'm coming up with a theory here. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't tell you that it's 100% right on, but let me let me just put post it this way. Post it. The Lakers allowed LeBron James. I say allowed. Okay, yes, they to take over their franchise, blah blah blah. Yes, go. What's next? So now rather than make a trade, see, rather than satisfy what LeBron wants, mm-hmm. let's think about our long-term future 
are we willing to sacrifice five or ten years from now? Because, Jeannie, you're still going to own the team. Are yes. we, we going to sacrifice the future for LeBron's desires today? But then right. everybody in the room goes, wait a second, what do you mean LeBron's desires? We all want to win. We all want to win a championship. But then everybody has to look at themselves and go, guys, guys, this season, it, it's like 90% a lost cause, isn't it? And is there anybody in the room that goes, no, hold on a second, wait a second. You know, if AD's healthy and LeBron's healthy and Russ gets it together and these role players step up, you know, we're still going to win a championship, right, guys? And there's nobody in the room that's going, right, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. So by not making a trade, by not trading away draft picks, by irritating LeBron with, with your public commentary, to me, I'm saying that potentially the Lakers front office is saying, we must regain control of our franchise, meaning okay. meaning, yes. Yes. we make the decisions, not LeBron. Okay. Is anybody buying this? Uh, I mean, perhaps. I'm not, I'm not disputing it, but what I'm saying is it's a dangerous game to play. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous game to play. Because, you again, one thing is LeBron – and I don't see, you know, I don't see this happening, right? I don't think it's likely. But one thing is LeBron, you, you, let's say you upset LeBron to the point where it's like, okay, you know, then just trade me. But I don't see that either. Like, I don't see him publicly saying I want to be traded from the Lakers. So then you run the risk. We'll know in August if he doesn't sign the extension. If he doesn't sign the extension, buckle up for 23 because it's going to be a long season. Okay, I have to say that in in some sick, demented world that I live in, there's a part of me that is really rooting for that. Okay, Same. And, that's, and, and that's fine. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, then you're le- you're losing him for nothing. You're going to lose him for nothing at at some point or another. But again, if you're my thing is this: if you're going to choose to go all in in the summer and say, "Hey, we got the 2027, 2029 draft picks, yada yada yada, etc.," and then get rid of Russ and, and bring in another player to help play with LeBron and AD, then you're out of assets again. You're still out of assets, and then you still could potentially lose LeBron. This is why I said the Lakers should sign Les Snead as their general manager. Oh my God, that's not an answer. Okay, well, it's a concept at least. I mean, a con- really, it's a concept. I mean, just look at what the Rams have done, and they've said, we don't need first-round right. picks. We right. find guys. So you're going to tell me the football guy is going to be able to come into basketball and make it work. I know it sounds strange. I know it sounds weird, and it's, it's not exactly the most you know, obvious way to go about things. Yeah. But it's a philosophy. It's okay. not necessarily yeah. about knowing the game. It's about philosophically how do we build. No, you have to know the game, too. Dude. Oh, like, you, you do? You have to be able okay. to assess okay. talent. Yeah, the Browns tried that. They tried hiring a baseball guy to, right. to help run a football team. Look how that turned out. That didn't right. work out so well. No, yes. They Stay hired lane, an analytics bro. guy. You know, they hired Paul D. Podesta. And wasn't he at one time with the Dodgers? The Dodgers, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, here's the deal, dude. All I'm saying is this. I get why the Lakers have done what they've done. I'm just saying you're playing a dangerous game. That's it. Well, you know, you you mentioned it earlier how Rob Palenka in his previous life prior to being a general manager, he was an agent, right? So an agent is kind of a yes man, especially to star players. You know, you you the agent works for the player, 
So the agent does whatever he can do to make the player happy. And maybe that's a personality thing where Rob Palenka is like, hey, look, I'm the general manager, but my roots are in being an agent. And if LeBron James were my client, you know, I'd be doing anything he tells me to do, including going and get Russell Westbrook, which maybe my gut tells me that's not the right move, but LeBron is my okay, guy. Okay, but here's what I would say. Yeah. As the general manager of a franchise, and mm-hmm. he, he, I, and I, I will say this again, I think what they did at the deadline was the smart business play, okay? I'm going to say that again on the front end. But as a general manager, part of your job is to have foresight. And if you didn't think the Russell Westbrook thing was good, it's why I said they didn't tie you up to a chair, bro, and put a phone to your, to your ear to make that deal with Washington. You have to speak up or forever hold your peace. It's like kind of like when you're at the nuptials part of your wedding, okay? Like, you know, I've never actually seen someone get up and say, no, you can't marry that person because I love you. I've never seen that. <laughs> I've seen people where like a day or two before their wedding, some random person tries to pop into their life, and then that person gets crushed, unfortunately, because like, hey, man, sorry, I'm getting married. You know, or hey, girl, I'm sorry, I'm getting married, right? I've seen that play out. That kind of drama behind the scenes, but never like the day of the wedding. So you either speak or forever hold your peace, bro. Well, that's what happened here, I think, is that Rob Polika did not speak and then chose to not hold his peace. Correct. Yeah, and and look. All right, so look, let, let me ask you this. Okay, because yeah, Max Kellerman said this earlier today about the Lakers kind of the soul of their franchise, and he believes that this is on Genie in a lot of ways. Let me hear what Max said. Uh, earlier this morning about this. She's the daughter of the late, great Dr. Jerry Buss, who is by so far the greatest owner in the history of American team sports, it's embarrassing. No one came close to Dr. Jerry Buss's success and the way he handled things, too. He was, People loved that dude. And in Jeannie's case, it feels like the apple didn't fall that far from the tree. And the question about the soul of the Lakers right now, like what kind of franchise are they, will be revealed partly through this LeBron stuff because now he's in L.A. Somewhere between Miami and Pat Riley and Cleveland, right? Somewhere on that spectrum of really super competitive culture from the top versus a team that's just happy to have you are the Lakers. Where are they going to fall? What decision ultimately will Jeannie make? Right. So basically, Max is saying, to your point, are they going to be Cleveland, which basically let LeBron run the franchise? Or are they going to be Pat Riley, uh, you know, which is, you know, again, it's my team. I'm going to do what I want to do. Or will they meet him somewhere in the middle? See, look, we had this conversation earlier about Pat Riley. Who was in control in Miami? It was Pat Riley, and Pat Riley was not bending on a knee and kissing the king's ring. Right, but that didn't work either. You have to find a happy medium is what I'm telling you. But, but the, the Heat, through the consistency of their franchise and their front office and their coach, etc., I mean, they're a competitive team. Right, but they had some. They struggled for a, cu- for a couple of years. Right. And they so, struggled for like two years after LeBron left. And years later, same, same general manager, same head coach, Different roster, but it's an organizational philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't sell their soul to LeBron James. They didn't say, we we give up everything here, LeBron, it's yours. You do it. No, no, they did. Pat Riley was willing to do that. He was just out of assets, out of ammo, which is very similar to the situation you have here. See, I perceive it differently. I know you were intimately involved. I know you have some, some greater insight. But my perception is, is that Pat Riley has enough clout in the game and enough people who believe in him that 
that he could stand up to LeBron and say no. No, no, those are two different discussions. Yes, the answer to that is yes, but he also ran out of ammunition. And I think that became the problem. And, he, you know, LeBron didn't want to have to go through a transitional year while they reaccumulated assets. And, and he was ready to go to a place in Cleveland where he can start fresh. Uh, we'll continue this discussion on the other side. I do feel like Kobe Bryant was gypped in this NBA 75 thing. I'll tell you why in a second. And Shaq, for that matter. Uh, we'll get to that, plus what you need to know next. 